all those fans out there, when you read about a guy's size online, just subtract an inch from that and about probably five to 10 pounds. Is that kind of like how you tell people that you're six foot, even though you're really Look, more like a five tanner? I round. I don't want to see Tom Brady hoist another one. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Welcome into the lounge. We've been a little off kilter with our episodes going out in recent weeks, but we're back. I think that people probably thought the lounge was dead. I think that, that might have they been a thought. They probably think it's dying like a slow death. You know, it's one not. comes out every once a couple weeks. It's not. It's not. It's still here, but last week we weren't here. We weren't here. Ryan was in Alabama. I was in Florida. And so we were covering the Senior Bowl and the Pro Bowl, giving you guys all the amazing content from there. It's hard to be two places at once. It's true. The lounge can't be replicated somewhere else. You can't take the lounge on the road. The lounge is the lounge. Yeah, it's good. the lounge has to be here. You know, yeah. we could have talked, unless the lounge is in London next year. That's the only time we can take That's it That's the, the only lounge. Well, the thing, we have to be together. The lounge is us. We can't replicate this over the phone. No, no, absolutely not. Maybe Skype. No, Probably not. Nope. Nope. <laughs> got to be in the same room. Got to be in the same room. <laughs> All right. So we got a good email. Speaking of London. Yep. This one got a good email. This one is from Casper, and he wrote us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. And Casper writes, thanks for some great podcasts this past season, both for getting players on the set so we could all get to know them a little more, and, of course, for the sometimes crazy discussions you've had with each other. My favorite ones were with... Steve Smith Sr. and C.J. Mosley. I enjoyed listening to all of them on my way to and from work. Now, Casper's from London, and he says, uh, don't forget to let us know which pub you're hijacking in London so we can drop by to get a pint together. I love it. I love Casper's over there making the case. We need to put all of these emails that we've gotten some from, from our international fans uh -huh. who've said we need to have the lounge in London. Take them to the boss. And we need to take them to the boss and make a case, and then we need to also schedule that once we get over there. Say, look here, Steve. Steve Bashotti. <laughs> I know we got big things with Joe and, you know, we got free agents and all this stuff, but priority, got, number, priority one. number one is getting us to England. The fans want it. They're banging down the door. Do they want more wins next year? Sure. Yeah. Do they want us in England? Absolutely. <laughs> priority number one. So we'll work on that. Thank you for the email, Casper. And as always, we'd love to hear from you guys. So send us your emails at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Yes. So uh, let's start this off. Just talking a little bit about what we've been up to the past week. I covered the Senior Bowl for, I go almost every year. Didn't go last year, but uh, I was back. And that meant I had my ribs. Shout out to the Brick Pit. The <laughs> ribs were fantastic. You look like you had your ribs. I did. <laughs> I ordered, I debated going with the combo platter one time with like the pulled pork rib combo. And I was like, no, forget it. I'm just going full ribs, just rack. How many Two times? Nights. How, uh, there you go. Dinner, back to back nights. How many nights were you there? Three? Three. We had dinner there two nights. We went both times. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we had dinner in New Orleans another night. There you go. Yeah, both times. It was fantastic. Uh, so, for those like nitty gritty fans who really care about prospects at, at this time of year, you know, not everybody, but we have a lot of dedicated fans out there. I just kind of wanted to go through some of my notes from the Senior Bowl to let you know. Who stood out to me? Some of my thoughts. Uh, so let's let's start out at wide receiver. Does that sound about that, right? Yeah, that sounds. Every time this, every year at this time of the year, we're talking wide receiver yeah. and nauseum. Exactly. So uh, Zay Jones, if you, if you yeah, watch, no one seems to be talking about this guy. If you watch the Senior Bowl game, he blew up. 
Did you see the catch in the back of the end zone he made? I did not. <laughs> it was nice. It was really nice, really nice. Uh, so he's from East Carolina. I mean, he was the most productive wide receiver in college football last year, this past season. Plays all over their offense. He plays in the slot. He plays outside. Very versatile player. Uh, comes from an NFL background. His dad played in the league. So a lot to like from Zay Jones. I didn't really – he didn't stand out as pra- in practice as much as he did in the game, but – Hey, that's probably where it matters most. Game day guy. When exactly. the come on, play your best, it's always good to have those guys on the field. Exactly. And then there's Cooper Cup uh, from Eastern Washington, another wide receiver. Uh, the media really fell in love with this kid, including myself. I won't lie. Hey, was uh, he a good interview? Because that's basically the yeah. easy way for the media to fall in love with a guy is if he's like a great interview, he calls you by name, tells you you asked a great question, all of a sudden you start to see You're that like, guy rising up draft board. First round pick, baby. <laughs> right. Uh, well, he has, he has a good story. I think that's why. And, we also love And he was a good interview, right? Okay. So he had a good story. Uh, he set the college football record, all-time record for career receptions, yardage, and touchdowns. Okay. I mean, this kid put up some huge numbers. Uh, he's not particularly fast. You don't look at him and think that he's fast, but he, he definitely like surprises some defensive backs out there in practice. But he's mostly just a, a really good hands catcher. He told a funny story about how like his freshman year he went to the he went to the high school weigh-in in jeans and like had ankle weights on under his <laughs> jeans just so he would weigh more because he weighed like 110 pounds or something. <laughs> and, like he was like a teeny not fast kid, and he's just like kind of built himself up into a potential like second second round pick. Nice. Um, so he's an interesting guy. I mean, when you talk about a complimentary wide receiver, I'm thinking I, I wasn't looking at the burners. They already Ravens already have Mike Wallace, Rashad Perryman. They're not going to draft another burner. Yeah. You're looking at just like a dude who makes plays. I think you know moves the chains, that kind of guy. Cooper Cup really fits that mold. I think Zay Jones does as well. Uh, so those are two wide receivers. Oh, then there are a couple little guys. Ryan Switzer, and then Taewon Taylor from Western Kentucky. These are guys, like, if they want to take another shot on a Michael Campanero, mm-hmm. which I think they really want to find somebody to fill that role. They tried to get it with Campanero. He's been, you know, struggled with the injuries. He has, he's kind of been a disappointment so far. Now, I'm not throwing in towel because you and I both know, as we've said many times on this podcast, we love It's Michael well Campanero. documented where we stand on the Michael Campanero <laughs> yeah. front. So I think he can still contribute. But if the Ravens are saying, you know what, this guy can't stay healthy, or if he doesn't stay healthy again this summer or spring, they could draft one of these guys. They also tried to do it with Keenan Reynolds. You know, that's we'll see what TBD happens there. Yeah. there. So some of those guys were really interesting, some of the smaller guys. Ryan Switzer and uh, Taewon Taylor. Moving on. Cornerback. Is that an important position? We're going to, yeah. I went in straight up smitten with Iowa's Desmond King. A lot of people have talked about him. Maybe a first-round pick, maybe in the second, right? Yeah. I don't think he's going to be a first-round pick anymore. Really? He had a rough week? He did not have a rough week, uh, but the roughest part of his week came in weigh-ins. And he measured in at like 5'10". And was I thought he was like a 6'2 guy. No. No, he is not that guy at all. Uh, but, well, I want to check what they listed him at in the Iowa media guy. He seems like one oh, of those I'm guys. Oh, I'm sure, like 6'3". <laughs> he seems like one of those guys they put on a few extra inches and a few more pounds. Yeah. Literally all the rosters, right? They had the rosters heading into the game. They have all the heights and weights. Then they do the weigh-in. 
I swear to God, probably 90% of the guys drop at least an inch. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, all of them are exaggerated when you go in. So if, for all those fans out there, when you read about a guy's size online, just subtract an inch from that and about probably 5 to 10 pounds. Is that or, of- or if they're too fat, if the problem is that they're too heavy, you can add 5 or 10 pounds because the, the media guy is trying to slim them down, like in the case of Brian McKinney, right. for example. Is that kind of like how you tell people that you're 6 foot, even though you're really Look, more like a 5'10er? Look, I'm five three and a quarters. I round. How's your mouth math work? You round to the nearest. If I you're sitting, you're five my, eleven. My driver's license says six foot. That's what you go by. There's no way that you're even close to six foot. Yes, I am. Yeah, they, like get like Desmond King six foot. You go ahead and take a couple inches off, pack on a few more pounds. Is that like how you say you're under two hundred? I'm <laughs> not even close to two hundred. <laughs> Yeah, you are. Yeah, you we are. Need on we need a scale. In the who was it that was like? Who was it that was like? He's not even fat. Was that C.J. Mosley? Yeah, it was Mosley. Yeah, he hated my name. Yeah, he hated all your jokes and thought that you were just totally off base. What was the name I came up with you? Uh, something half, dumb. Half man, twice Some, amazing, or something like something that. dumb. And he thought it was even dumber than I did, which is saying a lot. <laughs> all right, moving on. Desmond, Desmond King. He was shorter and slower than expected. That's not a good combo for a quarterback. No. Now, he's a guy who made, like, a ton of plays, a lot of interceptions. Sorry, guys, I didn't write down all my stats before this, so I'm just just letting you know. He made a yeah. lot of plays in college, a lot of interceptions. He might be moving to safety. So that'll be interesting. That doesn't rule him out for the Ravens. The Ravens could use a combo possible corner safety. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think that rules him out, but I think he's probably – a second-round pick. And he won the Thorpe Award for the best defensive back in the country. Yeah. So he, he had like was t- highly productive He had like in 14 career interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's Desmond King, which is interesting. And then everybody was looking at Tredavious White from LSU. He's more of like your actual true, you know, six-foot corner. Not like a big guy like Jimmy. He does not strike you to be as big as Jimmy at all. Uh, but he was like one of the bigger guys there. There are a lot of short corners there. And uh, he's got the best, like, movement, mirror skills. I mean, you talk about a strict cover corner. Tredavious White is it. I didn't come away that impressed. And mm-hmm. he also kind of tweaked his ankle. And I was like, dude, come on. You don't want to get see a guy that's getting hurt yeah. in practice at the senior bowl. Exactly. You know, I thought it was interesting when you talked to DaCosta, because you sat down with Eric yeah. DaCosta and Joe Ortiz. But I thought it was interesting that he said that we could take two corners high. Yeah. Like, we could go corner-corner. And it would not be shocking if that yeah. were the case. That's a possibility, which is, which is very interesting. I mean... It's pretty clear that they want to take a corner high in this draft. Yeah. There's no secret about it. Now, the, the situation always is they go earlier than you would expect. Same with pass rushers because teams just can't get enough of them. Right. You know? They're not a position that slides in the draft. Right. Now, this year, there's more potential guys. I think there's going to be, like, three middle, mid-round cornerbacks. So, like, the chances that one of those is your best player available when the Ravens are at 16 it's fairly it, high. It, it's it, right. It goes up. Now, you know, and even if they're not the best player available, if they're very close to that, if they have a similar grade to a offensive lineman, they're going to take the cornerback. Yeah. And then also, what's going to happen because you have so many good corners at or near the top is once somebody's going to slip into the second round, and the Ravens are probably going to have a shot there too. So they could double up. I would be surprised if they went one-two corner, but I think there's. a chance well the, the message was clear at the end of the season they want more corners yeah so yeah you know, so tennessee's uh cameron sutton is another name I, I liked him at the senior bowl and then lastly we'll, we'll do a little pass rusher i'll go offensive line real quick pass rusher this kid i loved the guy who i came out of here being like i want that guy it was hassan reddick from temple okay he played defensive end there 
they had him playing inside linebacker, outside linebacker at the Senior Bowl. I'm telling you, this dude is quick. He's not big. He's like Elvis Dewerville size. Like, yeah. So he's like a smaller rush end. He'd have to use leverage and quickness. But Dewerville's done pretty well with that size. <laughs> and this kid, interesting story too, he was didn't have a scholarship his first three years. He didn't get a scholarship at Temple. Yeah. I'm not talking about Ohio State. Yeah. Temple, he didn't get a scholarship until his senior year. Still stuck with the team and then just like exploded in his senior year. Right. I think he had decent production as a junior. Nice kid. I like talking to him. That always makes a big difference. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I think he's a pretty good player. All right. And lastly, uh, how about Zach Banner? He's like six foot nine. This he's listed six eight on my paper. I think he was six nine. You measure bigger than they listed him. What? He's a defensive end. He, no, he's an offensive tackle. Uh, oh, he's that, a right that tackle. Guy. That guy. That guy. Um, from uh, USC. USC. Yeah. Oh my lord! I, at the first practice, I walk out there. I'm like, who's that guy? <laughs> Freaking gargantuan. Dude's big. Yeah. So if you want a big. Mauler out there, pretty good. I liked him, too, talking to him. Good kid. Good head on his shoulders. All right. So those are so my senior your, bowl nicks. Yeah, and we're going to have more, you know, you're rolling out some more stories this week. Also, yes. the Joe Ortiz interview yes. uh, this week. So that's good. So Pro Bowl. Uh, you, you think the practices are more interesting at the Pro Bowl or Senior Bowl? It's actually, that's a good question. There's more happening at the Senior Bowl practices. Pro Bowl practice. Oh, it, yeah, it's a bunch of dudes I mean, just standing around. They're walking around. Okay. I mean, like, these guys are, it is a casual practice. Like, if they get up to 60% speed, that's saying something. Oh, yeah. I mean, these guys aren't working that hard. They don't even wear pads during practice. The I'm best just trying to think of the next joke they're going to tell, like, the guy standing next to them. Yeah. Seriously. Half of them are mic'd up, so, like, they're always cautious. It was kind of funny. Like, when they first got out there the first day, there was the, all the defensive backs in a circle, and we had Weddle mic'd up. And Aqib Tlaib from the Broncos goes up to the entire group, and he wanted to make sure he knew who he was mic'd because he's like, I want to know who's mic'd up because I don't <laughs> want to say anything to you. Like, didn't want to talk to the That's guys that had the mic on. So he wanted to, you know, kind of get everything cleared what away. What do you think Aqib Tlaib wanted to talk about? That's a great question. I'll never know. <laughs> Pro Bowl's fun. I mean, you're around the best stars in the game. Something that's a, one of my takeaways from the week is that it's kind of crazy how big Justin Tucker is across the country. Like, everyone here in how Baltimore How big a star loves, he is. Yeah, how big of a star he is. I mean, obviously everybody knows him here in Baltimore. But, like, Tucker was one of the biggest talking points of the entire week at the Pro Bowl. Like, number one, there's Odell Beckham, and there's Zeke Elliott, and there's Des Bryant and Dak. You know, it's like those are kind of the main guys. Right. Justin Tucker ain't far behind in terms of like the overall star power there. I mean, yeah. he booted the 75-yarder. Everyone was talking about that, and he got called out by Prater, and they're going back and forth. And, you know, I was standing there on the sidelines before the game talking to Tucker, and Chris Berman walked up to him, and he said, hey, man, like, just congratulations on a great season. You've been awesome to watch. You know, I want to see you try one from 80. And, like, Berman's not going up to every guy in that field. There's right. probably some guys on the Pro Bowl field that Berman doesn't even know, right. you know. And, like, for him to be calling out Tucker, I think it's kind of indicative of, like, how big of a star this guy is. I mean, he's a funny dude. Tucker's a funny dude. I think, think people can just kind of, like, relate to him because he's just a goofball. That he's just enjoyable to watch. Yeah. And, uh, and kickers kind of, you know, good ones at least. I feel like teams, fans hate kickers, you know. Kicker can be the worst enemy on the team. <laughs> if you have a bad one. Yeah, but if you got a good one, everybody loves a kicker. Yeah. So what about Juszczyk? What what's the what do you uh, see from him? He kind of had a big game in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Is he is he Andy on his Reed way was, out? Is that the last time he's wearing a Ravens helmet? Andy Reid was over there getting a good scouting report on him, seeing him out there. Andy Reid was the AFC coach. He wanted <laughs> to see what uh, Kyle Juszczyk could do. I mean, I think it's going to be tough to keep Juice. Like, just kind of hearing him talk. I talked to him after the game, and I asked him that. Like, do you feel like this is not the last time they're going to wear that helmet? Or, and he said, I don't know, basically. Like, it's, it's an unknown. 
We'll see where it goes, but I'm just glad I got to wear it one more time at least. Yeah, like, he kind of like caught himself. He's like, I got to, I got to wear it one, one last. I mean, maybe one last time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I he, watched that interview. I was like, ooh. Yeah, he even was joking with me. He was like, you know, I was doing an interview the other day, and they were asking me about next season and Marty, and I was talking, and I was like. Oh yeah, you know, with Joe coming back, uh, with the same coordinator, that could be good for our offense. Blah blah blah. He's like, and he's like, wait. He's like, then I had to stop and think about it and catch myself. Like, there's a chance I might not be there. Right. Now that said, I think he really wants to to stay here. Like, yeah. I think he likes it here, and I think he wants to be here. Obviously, they found a way to use him in this offense. A lot of teams don't use fullbacks, particularly the way the Ravens do. So I think that all things being equal, he would like to stay, but. As we all know in free agency, all things aren't equal. Yeah. And I think it's kind of come clear to me. I just don't know what his market's going to be. I just don't know what kind of deal he's going to get. I'll say this. When you're a free agent fullback, you ain't going to get too many chances to cash in. No. And he hit it just right. He had his biggest season, went to the Pro Bowl right before free agency. So whoever wants to pay him the most, I think that that's the team he's going to sign with. Yep. And, and he'll take into it. Whoever wants to pay him the most is also going to have a plan how, with to how to utilize him. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think he's going to take the highest bidder. Yeah, and, and it's hard to blame a guy for that. Uh, yeah, and I don't rule out the Ravens as a possibility for that, yep. but I think that they, probably Brandon Williams is a, a priority number one for them, I would assume. It, it probably what happens, and DeCosta talked about this in your interview yeah. with him too, but basically like, I think Brandon Williams is the first domino to fall. They yeah. see what that deal looks like and yep. if they can get him, and, and then they move on to the geez. other things. Yep. You know, Rick Wagner, Kyle Juszczyk. And um, a wide receiver. Those are the priorities, probably, in free agency. Yeah. The other thing, too, that was great is I met Eric Weddle's parents. You yeah. Know, remember we got Mama Weddle that emailed in the podcast? I do. Um, we, I was standing there on the field during one of the practices, and uh, his dad and mom came up and introduced themselves. They were decked out all in Ravens gear. Um, you know, they were they just were having a blast. Like, they were beaming. You could just tell. <laughs> and Morgan Cox's parents were there, too. And you could just tell that, like, they were beaming the entire week because they were proud of their kid. Like, it, it's kind of funny. You forget about that sometimes. You forget about the fact that, like, Eric Weddle, he's been in the NFL for 10 seasons. Right. He's this big star. He's this millionaire, all this stuff. Multi-Pro player. Like, and then at the end of the day, like, his parents are just walking around with a big smile on their face because they're just thrilled that he got to go through this experience again. And they also talked with me about how much he loves it here, which is kind of cool, too, talk, talking to them. It's like, Eric, you know, he loves it here in Baltimore. Right. Eric says it, and then, you know, they reiterated that. Right. And it was just neat to hear from them. Is Mom Weddle still listening to the pot? I asked her that. I was like, you know, it was great when you sent in that email. She's like, oh, yeah, it was fun to listen to it. I think, just a hunch, I think that the reason she listened to it is that was Eric was on it. But I will say this. If we write anything about Eric or do any videos about him, they're going to tune in. She's on it. Mama Weddle, Papa Weddle, they're on it. All right. Did you go down Splash Mountain? I saw Kyle Juszczyk. Did, I did didn't. So we, we, I didn't get to go. So we got into the park and got to shoot that video. But our basically our Disney guide, who was like our liaison. Mickey? Yeah, Mickey. Mickey <laughs> said no rides. No rides for you. So we didn't get to go on any Dude. rides. I know. It was disappointing. I, I, was, I, was I got like kinda, ribs and you got nothing. I was kind of hoping like, uh, you know, that it was going to be like, all right, well, you know, you guys are finished with the video. If you right. want to do some rides, yeah. I was kind of waiting for that offer, and it never came. Then, Basically, it was like, time's up. I could kind of see you being a I'm scared of roller coasters guy. It's like, oh, I don't want to do oh, any no, I love roller coasters. I'm really? a big roller coaster guy. How did ski, your ski trip go the weekend before you went? Well, that was not good. That, <laughs> that was just a lack of ever skiing before. But that It's a lack of general athleticism no. is what I would call it. Coordination. <clears throat> Didn't you break your back on a snowboard the week before that? Yeah, but that's snowboarding. That's yeah, exactly. It's a, lack of general, it's a lack of general coordination. Skiing we both had tough times fall. on the mountain over the past month. That's true. Anyway, 
Uh, so thank you very much for listening to us ramble on about the Senior Bowl and the Bowl this week. And we promise that we will get a guest on here. Uh, yeah, we, we just have been out. That. We've been out of the building. It's been tough to line it up. But that's going to happen. And uh, once again, you can always email us at lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Leave a rating, a review, and let us know what you want us to talk about. It's the offseason. We're open to ideas. Open to the ideas. Send in your questions. We also do that on Mailbag, but we love to hear from you guys. So uh, we'll take this in whatever direction the fans and the people want. Who are you rooting for the Super Bowl, by the way? I think everyone's got to go for the Falcons, (laughs) right? Sarah was trying to make an argument. Our editor, Sarah, writer of Later for Work, Late for Work, was saying that she's rooting for the Patriots because she doesn't want to see Matt Ryan win one and then like he's on this equal level, equal with Joe. footing with Joe. I was like, "Are you crazy?" I can understand that argument. No, there's a little no, vali- no. There's a little validity there. I don't there. care about the Joe versus versus uh, what's his name Matt Ryan debate. Who cares? I think a lot of people care. Joe, Who cares? he's got that on him right now. It's not now. like we have a rivalry with Falcons fans that you're always jabbering back and forth with them about which quarterback's better. Who cares? I don't want to see Tom Brady hoist another one. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, I think pretty much everybody in Baltimore is going to be rooting for the Falcons. There, I forgot we got a great email. We'll have to read it after the Patriots win the Super Bowl. <laughs> about a fan just ripping you a new one for rooting for them in the AFC Championship. Do you remember seeing that email? I don't remember seeing that. Oh, they said they, oh, they just tore into you. <laughs> I missed that oh, one. Oh, we're definitely reading that one after the Patriots win the Super Bowl. Well, oh, God, I don't even like saying it. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next week in the lounge.